like every night on tour bro like there was like i would kick kids in their fucking chests and shit you know what i mean like and and then they come up to me at the merch table and they're like you guys are so fucking sick like i've got this bruise on my chest and they were like you're, you're one of the nicest people i've ever met Thank you so much for tuning in, everyone. This is another episode of the Scoped Exposure podcast. Um, you know, anyone who listens on a regular basis knows that I have tons of friends that I've met um, from the Oklahoma area, um, and that could be anything from the bands that are playing or um, Act Like You Know Fest. And, uh, you know, someone that I, um, you know, when I was listening back to our first conversation, which was almost three years ago, which is wild, um, there's been a lot of things that changed. And, you know, this person that we're about to talk with is someone that I truly appreciate, you know, their friendship. I think they might be the only person who have Bev checked my camera lens mid filming a set. <laughs> um, so without further ado, I'm very excited to be welcoming back Skylar of Cell on the fucking podcast dude welcome back What's up? good to see you. thanks man thanks for having me you too it was uh that bev check moment i can't even remember i think it might, must have been like karma or something i just felt like a tap mm. on the leg and i looked down and it's you and you had a full <laughs> thing of pbr and you did not hold back which i appreciate no. <laughs> um, yeah <laughs> yeah but uh yeah that's something i'll you you hold the uh the first and only spot so far Love that. Mm -hmm. Love that. <laughs> yeah. I'm not encouraging people when they see me filming at a fest to just come slamming their bevs into my camera. It needs to, it needs <laughs> yeah, to be no. earned and, you know. Again, right. right. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah, Skyler, um, you know, it's been a while since we've had you on the podcast. A lot has changed. Um, but, yeah, like, before we get into the music chats, as you know, we have to check said bevs. So, um, Absolutely. So what you got for me? Uh, I am drinking. I have a bottle of water, but the main bev is an old glory, a mixed berry. Okay. This is a, it's an, I think it's a local thing for Oklahoma. I've only seen them ever over here. Uh, but it's like a, I'm assuming it's like a, a military energy drink. <laughs> okay. I just drink them cause they taste good, but yeah, I've drank these since I was like 15 they're they're pretty good better than red bulls and spending five dollars on a monster so right. is it yeah. a military bev based on the taste or the design so, or what's well the... the the design has always said we're a pr we're proud to donate a portion of the sales to the warriors for freedom okay and it's got the pledge of allegiance on it for america oh Okay, and so it, yeah, yeah, we're so. we're very it's a very boot camp kind of bev, it sounds like. Oh yeah. Yeah, but the taste is fucking awesome. I, I love how they how they are for sure. Okay. Well yeah, that's uh I don't think that's ever been checked on the show before. So that's a another first for, right on. for when it comes to you. Um, I just keep grabbing dubs, bro. <laughs> I I expect no less, Skylar. Um, you know, for bevs for me, uh I have a classic, just a, a liquid death. Liquid um, death. Got 
I, there's just so much to kern through. And sometimes I'm like, I hope people aren't expecting me just to be pulling all, all these crazy things like I did back in the day. Cause now I just have right. the Bev hookups and I'm like, if I don't drink this, then I'm just going to be sitting on it for years and years to come. So, right. um, yeah. I have something I, I want to ask you. Okay. So, uh, Jordan, who produces this show, has a, a running joke where he's always like running a couple minutes behind because he's making tea. But for recently, mm -hmm. for me, I've been like, you know, a lot of things. Like today is the day that, um, you know, just to pull back the curtain a little bit, is the day that I dropped the the scoped exposure Patreon. Um, so mm -hmm. it's been a lot of anxiety and just running around. And so I haven't quite finished my lunch. So if you're okay, I might be like finishing this glizzy Dude, episode. You're, good. you're good i i was gonna have food when i initially was like preparing for the podcast mm -hmm. um i made ramen it's like a couple of eggs and stuff but mm -hmm. i like scarfed it down and then right after i was putting the bowl in the sink was when you were like hey i'm ready i was like okay cool <laughs> yeah so, you were just ahead of of, of it compared yeah. to me but uh yeah so you know, I, you know, because Jordan produces the show, I don't have control if he's just cutting to me every time I'm having a bite of the hot dog. I'm not encouraging that, <laughs> but I have a feeling that will happen. Um, yeah. But without further ado, let's, you know, because you have no glizzies to check, let's check these bevs. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Great to have you back, my, my friend. Great to be back, man. I'm happy. Happy to be here. So, um, Skylar, we've went over uh, a lot of like your origin story when it comes to heavy music and all of that on your first episode. So, you know, people mm -hmm. who are curious about that can go back to listen to that one. Um, but usually part two interviews, it's we follow the Bev check with a vibe check. So tell me what's been okay. going on for you and, and what's up. Uh, I mean, really just writing new cell material, um, staying active with work. I actually haven't been back to work since I got home because uh, we just got back from that tour with Mugshot and No Cure. Mm -hmm. um, and my boss is kind of like, he had everything prepped. So I've been just kind of like waiting around for him to let me know when to come back. But um, I've been working on like getting the stuff ready for the next release. And, and we're prepping to go out again here in like a couple, I think like five weeks is when we leave for our next tour. Mm -hmm. So we're getting prepared for that. Um, I've been talking with everybody about like new material. We've been sending demos, stuff like that. Uh, hanging out with my girlfriend, playing Arkham Knight. <laughs> nice. <laughs> not not nice. a whole lot. Just kind of kicking it since I've got back. I actually had like a really bad stomach bug the day that we got home. Uh -huh. uh, me and my girl, we, we bought IHOP. She wanted IHOP for some reason. So mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, we can get that. And I like, I got a chicken sandwich, which is something that I've always been told not to do. At IHOP? Get a chicken sandwich from IHOP. Oh, yeah. okay. And, and I I was a little tipsy, so I didn't really trust my gut. And, uh, yeah, it, it messed me up for about, like, four or five days. I'm still kind of getting over it, but I'm finally starting to feel, like, alive again. Yeah. That's, uh, but, damn. I, I, I don't know who said, you know uh don't get the chicken sandwich from IHOP but you should have listened I guess yeah I know friends in the past man I should have trusted their judgment and this one time I I went against it and it obviously fucked me <laughs> pretty bad yeah it has been wild because like sell as a band from what I've seen from you the first time we talked it was like I don't know if it was fully out I think it I think there was like maybe a single out it just started I to get I think going. it was the first 
the first demo that right. we put out, which was failed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I was like right around that time when when it was just like a like a little side project. Right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and you know, it it seems like you know there's been really awesome releases that you guys have had and then like with the fort right uh booking kind of uh mm. a connection there like it seems like y'all have been as busy as ever which is really really cool oh, to yeah. see. Um, yeah so um yeah like we're gonna talk about the new music that's coming up uh but as far as like mm. you know being this early in the pod the date of that is going to be like towards the end of february right yeah it's uh we're putting out a new single on the 28th okay so it's a new single and then more music after that yeah so it's it's kind of going to lead in like the single that we're putting out is going to be revamped but it's going to be on the next ep which we plan to put out probably like in the summertime okay cool yeah 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 so um like when you guys got on on forthright like um was the was the plan when uh like cell started was it to you know like it sounded like it was just as like a side project but it clearly has become like you know you know your main gig um, yeah you know your main focus so like when when did that shift happen even before we get into <coughs> some of the other stuff um so initially when cell started it was just a side project with me and michael from mouth for war their bassist mm-hmm. um he had had a demo from one of his old bands that he had sent me like forever ago. And I, I came across it on like an old phone or something and all, which it was the demo for failed by the grace of God's hands. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is fucking sick. Like I want, I initially wanted to use it for an Omen demo and I was going to give Michael the credits for it. Right. Um, and so I, I did the vocals over it. I sent it to the guys in the Omen and they like, weren't really like, down with it and so uh just because it wasn't like really close to our sound so i told michael i was like fuck it dude like i this is a good song like we should like just release it out and just say fuck it and do like an internet thing and we did and it got like some some traction but it wasn't like anything like wild and then uh we kept talking about it and that was when uh trey and gabe joined and Josh, who was the old uh, bassist for Omen, uh, we were like, let's just let's just kind of have fun with it. Let's do two music videos, put out an EP, and just do it for you know shits and giggles type deal. Sure. And so we put out the two music videos that Eric did, which was Within and then Tear, and then we released Sadistic Sounds of Suffering, and it fucking like it it blew up kind mm-hmm. of. I mean, it, it got a lot of like traction. And I was like, damn, this is crazy. And um, around that time, like, I was working with another band, so I didn't really have, like, too much focus in on it right around then. Mm -hmm. And then uh, that didn't work out, so I was like, you know, fuck it. I want to run Cell and, like, make it, like, a thing. And so uh, that was when I I talked to Trey and and Gabe and Michael, and I was like, hey, like, do you guys care if I get fill-ins for prom core, which was the year that you came and filmed. Right, correct. And that was and that was when I got Soto and Joe, and they were gonna fill in for a few sets. And then we kind of started like booking more shows. And they were really busy with Mouth for War. So it was one of those things that was like, hey, like you can take this and run with it, because we've got this and we're we're really occupied with this. Mm. 
And so that was when I got like Joe, Joe joined full-time Soto joined full-time Josh was full-time with it, but he has another band. So he was like really, really occupied with that. Right. So he said that he couldn't do it uh, as much as he wanted to. Um, so then uh, Tyke, our other guitarist joined because he wasn't really active with anything at the time. And then we got Austin and Austin plays bass in Peeling Flush, which is their other band. And then Travis came to us. Uh, he reached out to me initially and was like, hey, I love your fucking sound. I think that, you know, I could get you guys some really cool tours. And he's been working with us ever since. And me, I mean, he's by far like one of my like really good friends. Um, he's done nothing but like take care of us and make sure that we're taken care of while we're on the road and stuff. But mm -hmm. yeah, being being on the being on Forthright's roster has definitely like helped get us like our name out there per se, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, the the initial like origin story of so was that it was a side project and it just bloomed into something that kids like and yeah, it's it's cool to see, man. Yeah, it it's interesting to hear how I guess the original point of it was like, you know, Michael uh, from Mouth of War, which is an incredible band of its own. Um, oh, yeah, they're fucking awesome. Had had that. And then in time was like, there's clearly something here. And Skylar like clearly wants to, you know, throw some gas on the fire. But like, <laughs> you know, it, it's hard to choose. It, it's hard to do both when you're playing in like um you know a band that's already established has you know i think they're on lp number two coming out um, yeah and they're they're super active with touring too so mm -hmm. it would have been hard to kind of like fluctuate between both bands yeah. for sure so i think i have mad respect to him just to like set aside any like you know ego or anything where it's like well this is my band because i started it's just like hey like, right. you take it and you run with it and you know i'm yeah. sure there there will be a day where maybe sell mouth for war or playing oh, a dude. show together Absolutely. <laughs> and it's like yeah. you know just a um like a chinese fire drill as far as swapping members around <laughs> yeah it, it would be i i will say it would be cool to like play like one set with like the the og lineup sure like i do i do consider like the lineup now like me joe tyke uh i don't know if you have you met matt i don't think you've met matt he's like the so. he's like the new guitarist like him and soto kind of like share the same space yeah. in the band because soto can't tour very often with us mm -hmm. um but like that lineup is so but it would be cool to play with like Trey and Michael and Gabe and Josh, just one show, just to see what, like, just have them like live it out yeah. for once, you know? Yeah. So, uh, so, so I, again was originally like kind of a, a cross state project, but all these members mm -hmm. that are currently in it are all Oklahoma based. Is that right? Yeah. So everybody gotcha. in it now, except for Matthew, is based in Oklahoma City. Matthew lives in uh, San Antonio. Oh, okay. and so yeah but he's he's still like super active with us like he'll he'll drive up for like shows that we play here you yeah. know yeah so it seems like uh the texas to oklahoma connection is just super prevalent for a lot of bands like the fact oh, yeah. that when endgame was playing act like you know fest and we flew to houston and then drove up um you know mm -hmm. like the accessibility of that is is crazy um yeah for sure but uh yeah like so um you know so Travis reached out to you like I and, and you know, everyone should 
you know, if they have the opportunity to do a lot of tours, like they should definitely like do that because like that's a very special thing that a lot of bands like you know on paper don't get that opportunity they might be doing like some diy stuff but the fact that he reached out to you is like that's a huge thing um yeah but yeah is is the i guess the mindset and the goal just to like continue riding the the wave and do yeah bro we're we just want to continue to fucking go 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 i mean we uh we kind of had a setback obviously when like covid was like ending and and we were getting like tour offers and we were like well we can't can't really do that like because we were like still pretty like nervous about being out and stuff but um ever since we we went out our first tour was initially supposed to be like three weeks uh with distinguisher and mugshot but we ended up doing pretty much like everything till the close of that tour aside from like the first like seven shows of it so we were on the road our first tour we were on the road for almost a month which was crazy and then you know at the end of it we were like yeah let's fucking keep going like let's keep riding it yeah Mm -hmm. so um to talk about like really timely tours which is kind of funny now like this is just kind of pulling the curtain back a little bit more like so we're doing this podcast here and then I think tomorrow we have Connor from um, from Mugshot coming on. Nice, and That's then my boy. Uh, Blaith from No Cure. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think on. T- so it's like I'm having a member from each band of that tour. Um, yeah, but you're you're the first to actually talk about it. So talk like, and when that was announced, like those are three dope, like metallic heavy hardcore bands that I mm-hmm. I feel like are a little have a little bit of that underdog or 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 being underestimated kind of nature so right like putting them all together was like a power move i i think by travis but uh like talk to me about that tour and and uh any memories or or, <coughs> or moments of that that uh you think about um man it was fucking crazy because it was like it was our first tour where we were direct support which is kind of like a a big deal you know what i mean because we're like we're we're the middle of the sandwich type shit Mm -hmm. so you know we had no cure opening and no cure is a fucking like death machine of a band they're fucking they're great people but like the music is fucking like it's like bricks being thrown at your fucking head (laughs) when you see like listening listening to them like on you know like when you're like driving or like just listening to music on Spotify, like it's one thing Mm -hmm. seeing that band in person is beyond that. Like they, they have such a way of like performing and getting to witness that like every night, like watching, like from the first night to the last night of that tour, like they evolved and grew as a fucking band. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it was, it's so cool seeing them like, get the exposure that they need because like they're well deserving of it like they're like you know we all like like sell like we fucking smoke and we drink and we fucking party and hang out but like and and they're a straight edge band but they would fucking kick it with us you know what i mean like like they were just fucking chilling too Mm -hmm. um so yeah like opening with them and then us playing right after package wise uh I mean, we, I, I think Cell puts on a really good performance. We, we pretty much do the same thing every night, but we, we fluctuate like, you know, when we start, like I'm 
saying like the the city and the state that we're in and shit like that but like I've, you've seen me perform like i'm very like uh very active with like the crowd and like you know yelling at them like every night on tour bro like there was like i would kick kids in their fucking chests and shit you know what i mean like and and then they come up to me at the merch table and they're like you guys are so fucking sick like i've got this bruise on my chest and they were like you're, you're one of the nicest people i've ever met and i'm like dude thank you like yeah man like yeah. It, it's just all for like the the performance of it so uh you know we'd play right after and then you got mugshot and mugshot is fucking like they literally like rip apart every venue they play right and they're they're some of the most like genuine people and like friends that i've ever gotten the chance to know um i didn't expect the turnout initially when we were like the first night when we were driving to chicago the last time that cell played chicago it was kind of like it was it was not i wouldn't say shot but like there there wasn't like a ton of kids there but i mean it doesn't matter (laughs) yeah like but it 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 doesn't matter like we'll still play like it's a fucking sold out room you know what i mean um but i remember going so we set up merch we loaded in it was cold as fuck it was like i believe like 18 or 19 degrees in chicago like it was freezing cold and I had left something in the van and I went and got it and I walked back in and the room is packed with like 150 kids, like to the brim. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow, this is fucking crazy. And then, you know, no care plays. And then we got on to play and there's kids like running up and like yelling the fucking words to sadistic sounds and shit. And I was mm-hmm. like, whoa, like this is wild. And then like mugshot played and the whole building just felt like it was fucking falling apart. And then just getting to like talk to kids, you know, the first night of tour is like sold out. And then I believe the second night was sold out as well. I can't remember where that was though. I think it was, it might've been Detroit maybe. Yeah. I think it was Detroit pretty like pretty much almost every show except for like a handful were sold out on that tour. And that was something that like, I was not expecting and like amongst that like having kids come up to us and they're like you know we've been waiting to fucking see you guys since y'all first came out and all this shit and like dude I saw like we signed a kid's fucking tennis shoe they like got fucked up in the pit that was in Alabama he like came up and had all of the bands sign his like fucked up like van shoe mm-hmm. and I was like this is crazy like it's wild mm-hmm. but dude yeah it was by far like the best tour that i've been on like being a musician and touring since i was like 16 17 now being almost 24 like one of the most like wildest experiences i've i've ever gotten to go through with with friends too it was, it was fucking awesome right w- were there any things because omen did a little bit of touring um when mm-hmm. you guys were were, were were rocking was there any i guess like because i'm a firm believer that like it's about the reps of whatever you're doing. And that could be touring, yeah. that could be doing a podcast, that could be filming shows. So I'm curious yeah. if like any omen related tours, any like lessons that you learned there that help prep you for for the stuff that you're doing with Cell now. Does anything come to mind there? Um always making sure that the van is by far ready for a tour. Okay. Because we we had one one omen tour. We uh we were in, I believe, 
at some point we were at a rest stop in California and our vehicle, we were touring in my forerunner because we didn't have a van yet. Okay. We were touring in my forerunner with a fucking U-Haul trailer and it had died. And so our guitarist had called AAA. They came out, jumped the uh jumped the car, and then they left, but they didn't even make sure that we were we could like take off. And when we started to drive off, it died again. Oh my god. <laughs> So then, so then we were, uh, that's an actual, like, um, that's oh, straight out of a sitcom. <laughs> oh, dude, we, we were like, we had to, so me and the old guitarist for Omen, we like got the car towed into a town called weed, California. We got it towed in. And then, uh, you know, Colton from sludge, of course, friend of the show. He, he yeah, he was, he was filling in on bass for that tour mm-hmm. and him and the drummer, Tyler, they stayed at this rest stop with the trailer because we had all of our gear in there and you couldn't tow the trailer in so me and dakota were like hey we're gonna go get a battery replaced we'll drive it back pick y'all up with the trailer go back right or head to head to la and so we got the battery replaced and i remember i was driving back with dakota and the lights on the dash and in the car like they all flickered and i was like uh it doesn't seem good (laughs) my my heart just like dropped bro and i was like that doesn't seem good and so i just i kept coasting and i was kind of speeding a little bit i was flying about like 85 or 90 i think trying to get back to the rest stop right and the car just fucking shut off bro like it just shut off in the middle of the highway and so i had to pull over Mm. and me and dakota were in the car mind you it was fucking like 15 16 degrees outside uh, I fell asleep waiting on AAA. Uh, we got it. The AAA guy showed up. He towed us back to the rest stop. Mm-hmm. We get there and we're like, hey, we need to get towed into town, but we have our trailer too. And he was like, well, I can't, I can't like tow a trailer in. I was like, bro, like, what do we got to do? So we gave him some weed and like 50 <laughs> bucks to tow us into town. And we, got the alternator replaced and we sped to LA and we were on tour with a cold shoulder. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, That was, that was that tour. And (laughs) we pulled up to the venue in LA. We all hop out of the fucking car. And then I believe it was Adam who took my car and trailer and parked it. We ran on stage, played, got our guarantee, sold merch and went to the next spot. It was like, it was literally like out of a fucking movie. (laughs) So my PTSD from that and, uh, you know, obviously, like, Joe uh, with touring, like, he's had van problems before because mm-hmm. he dri- he drives our van. Like, that's, like, his, like, personal vehicle. Sure. So he's always, like, ten toes down with making sure that it's, like, oil change, yeah, like, yeah, 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 like, he, he's always prepped for that. So that that's probably, like, my one thing. Uh, and then also, like, I used to eat like Taco Bell a lot and now I just have grown accustomed to like gas station hot dogs and like (laughs) Cinnabon is a special treat if I can get that sometimes Mm -hmm. too. Yeah. Um, But trying to like save money and like eat cheap while you're on the road. Right. I mean, it, it sucks. We'll treat ourselves sometimes. Like if we do a good, good money night as like far as like merch, yeah, we'll like take money out of the cell account and we'll like feed each other with that. But like hit the Cinnabon yeah yeah bro. yeah straight yeah, up yeah yeah, yeah yeah um yeah they're like it is there's so many people that listen to this podcast that um have been on tour and have had those scenarios where it's like you know having van problems on the road and there is nothing that will 
make your do-it-yourself brain go work overtime to be nope. able to you know make it <laughs> to the show still right so yeah um, for sure but yeah it's like you know being responsible at the same time to make sure that you guys are ready to go so like you know it's not to say that there's no risk while you're being out on the road but it's like you're minimizing and you're placing your bets a little bit more exactly exactly yeah it's it's always better to be two steps ahead than one step behind bro oh totally always <laughs> are you uh are you uh, a stickler when it comes to like the cleanliness of a van or do you not fuck with that as much we we um i mean we all kind of like take our part a lot of it is like just our bags and shit being like sprawled everywhere because mm -hmm. we we have like a fuckload of gear always when we're traveling mm -hmm. so like we'll we'll have our duffel bags and stuff in there but like most of the time like i keep my duffel bag and my backpack in the van with me because it's easy accessible because i have like you know i've got like my chargers and like my deodorant my cologne and all my clothes and shit with me in there and like my personal items like i'm very like ocd about having them with me right um so but as far as like the the cleanliness of the van goes like we we all like anytime we stop at a gas station and get gas we we do our part and like put everything in a fucking bag and, and throw it away and make sure every, like it smells good because five fucking big ass dudes <laughs> in a van together for weeks at a time can get a little fucking smelly yeah but we i mean and we we shower uh we like do like pilots a lot which mm. i mean i'd rather pay 20 dollars for a fucking shower than like not be clean mm. you know what i mean totally. so yeah but yeah we we keep we're we're pretty good at, at the upkeep it just it yeah <laughs> yeah 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 it's always like i don't know there's i i so endgame did a tour last year where i'm thinking about these things and it was like half the members of the band are like bringing like three to four pairs of shoes and i'm like guys i have one pair for this week-long tour like right <laughs> yeah i i always have which funny enough uh this tour um i brought docks and then i brought a pair of tennis shoes to like walk around in during the day and then i would play in my docks most of the night mm -hmm. or most of the nights um and i got there there was a a show that we played where there was a green room and they had a beer or a fridge full of PBR. And so me, um, Nick chance and Tyke from cell, we like cleared that fridge out cause nobody else on the package drank really. Sure. And I, le I left my shoes in the green room. So someone <laughs> now my shoes have been taken, uh, from me and I forget where the fuck it was, but I remember waking up the next day and I was like, where are my shoes? And then I realized, like, <laughs> I left them in the fucking green room. Back. I think it might have been, like, Detroit or something. Yeah. I, like, I, whoever is listening, this doesn't really matter what you your beliefs are as far as after you die, what happens. But I wish and hope that there's something where it's I just sit in a room and everything I've lost in my life plays as like, like, where are they now? Cause I've lost <laughs> like pieces of merch hats, like yeah. just rent, like random thing, like even small things like my pick or, you know, head like earbuds. Yeah. Like, what? like, you know, I just want to see it from their perspective, like falling behind or me leaving it stupidly somewhere. And then it's like yeah. there for <laughs> the rest of my life before I get yeah. the bucket. So. Yeah, someone someone's gonna fucking sell those shoes on eBay, bro. <laughs> yes. I'll, I'll find, I'll buy them back. <laughs> I'll check up on eBay every fucking day if right. I have to. Right. Um. So you know, going back to to what you were saying about like 
well, you were surprised, but a lot of the shows, I would, I, I think it's fair to say the majority of them were sold out. Um, yeah. And it's really cool to see, you know, the first time we talked was like in the middle of the pandemic, we didn't really know how things were going, but I do see this upswing um, for just DIY heavy music in general. And that's for yeah. bands that are a little bit more like punk hardcore as there's bands who are like in that metalcore space, um, you know, and, and so it feels like everywhere, everything's on an up right now. Um, yeah. You know? And even Absolutely. thinking about like bands um, from, from Oklahoma, as far as like, going beyond the uh, you know the uh just like the the state you know like you know michael from peeling flesh has been on and that band's doing crazy crazy things and i feel like yeah. you guys are are very close runner 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 ups um for for that spot and so it's just really cool to see you know not only everyone kind of doing well and things are good when it comes to you know core music but to see so yeah. much of my friends as well went doing dope shit is really cool yeah uh we actually i i work on a booking team back here um in oklahoma now and we started doing shows maybe like six or seven months ago and okay. it consists of like six or seven people and you know the first show that we did like it was packed out and it's a bunch of like new kids you know what i mean so like the next like you know uh colton and i like we we came up together in like the hardcore scene so like mm -hmm. when we like seeing from like the time that like we were younger you know 14 15 16 years old compared to like now being in our like mid-20s and like seeing all of these new faces like kids who like come out to every single fucking show whether it be a band that they're aware of or not, like it's, it's awesome to see. And like, it's cool to like, it's cool to witness that like the pandemic didn't fucking kill out like the hardcore scene, because that was like one of my biggest fears, like going back into like, uh, whenever shows came back, like people were really like, you know, on edge about being in a room full of other people. Uh, just just scared to like get sick which i mean i understandably like i get that but um it's really badass to like see like the next generation of what like for me what oklahoma hardcore is going to be you know whenever like i'm in my 30s or 40s and like it's this next group of kids like coming up and like you know they're they're getting to witness like the um the prime area of all the bands we have out here you know they get to see peeling flesh they get to see cell sledge um agony you know all all of these fucking awesome ass bands uh and and bashed in like just i mean it, a lot a lot of it is just heavy heavier music and like we we kind of all stick in like the same realm of what we play but it's the support that like these kids like show to like even like touring acts that are coming through is just it's unreal it's it's fucking awesome to like be able to experience that like while i'm like here you know totally man yeah it's uh it's really cool to be i think it's also nice when it's like you're the the newbie or you're the the young person and then you're like oh like i blinked and now there's all these new people where so it's like kind of takes yeah. the pressure off of you a little bit yeah for sure um, yeah but yeah like it's clear it's really cool to hear that you know going beyond like what you're uh you know just playing in bands because like that's that's been something that like um like i've been writing a, a a track about um for a project of mine and trying to do something where it's like 
I think playing in a band is almost like a, a necessary thing to be like really in hardcore. Like yeah. obviously like not everybody is like musically talented or has that background, but like, like go through the, the catalog that I have here and people playing in ginormous bands were like, yeah, I didn't know how to play bass when I started this, you know, playing in this band, but I just figured it out, figured it out. Um, yeah. So I, 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 I viewed it as, not like really a requirement, but I think that's like a very, um, I feel like if you're just attending shows and that's it, it's like, that's great. And I don't want to discourage that, but it's like getting involved beyond that. It, I think is really important. So, you know, like whether you're playing in a band or like filming shows or starting a zine or like booking shows, like whatever it is that you are doing, I think that getting involved beyond just the i paid the door feed and maybe i moshed yeah. a little bit um is is a way to to really um just drive things so much further than uh absolutely yeah. definitely mm -hmm. yeah yeah um i mean i i always push for you know when i talk to like younger kids like and they've came up to me and been like you know it's hard to like find people who like want to start a band and this and that and i was like you know, when I started my first band, like I was already kind of involved with people who like were playing music, like outside of stuff like that, you know, kids who like were in like high school band or, or kids who were like, you know, doing like, you can learn how to fucking play drums playing like rock band, bro. Mm -hmm. Or like, you, know, you can, you can kind of like, not really, but like kids who play guitar hero, like those kids, like they can play fucking guitar too, eventually. Mm -hmm. So like I I always push for when I talk to like the the like younger kids who like ask me like for advice I guess like don't wait like experiment man like Craigslist ads you know what I mean like Facebook posts like you'll find the right group of people to start a project with and it may or may not be like something that is like good but like you're gonna learn how to like work as like a group and you're gonna learn how to write songs and. And you'll learn like proper etiquette as far as like how to mesh with bandmates. You know what I right. mean? Cause yeah, I mean like being like whole wholeheartedly honest, like you're going to fucking argue, especially like being on the road with like, you know, some of your best friends, like you're, you bicker at each other. You're locked in a fucking metal box for like weeks and weeks at a time. But like right. I, for me personally, like I wouldn't trade that for the fucking world. Like I'd rather fucking argue about like you know i want to stop at this fucking mcdonald's instead of this one 40 minutes ahead <laughs> and get something to eat then fucking like then then you know be at home and like going to fucking work like i mean I, I i love to work but like i would much rather be like doing that on the road with my friends and mm -hmm. and it 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 takes time and these younger kids like when they like find that right group of people to like start something with they'll learn yeah. they always do you know it's so funny that you brought up that mcdonald's example because <laughs> when endgame was on tour i think we were like in a we were just we had a day off and we were in a town and um so do you know what tim horns is no so it's like it's pretty much like our duncans i would say and okay so and right. it's like you know countrywide so you know, our uh, at the time, like uh, our drummer was the only person in the band who was like not a vegetarian or a vegan. So he would be mm -hmm. like, yo, I got to stop at Tim's and get a fucking like 
um, you know, a, a, an iced coffee and a fucking, you know, sam- a turkey sandwich or whatever the fuck. So I think right. there was, I was driving and it became this joke because he was like, no, you're going the wrong way. And I had already mapped to one. I was like, no, it's this way. And so we were arguing about which <laughs> Tim Hortons to go to. And then it just became this like inside joke. But there was a time where I was like pushing him a little. And then I was like, yo, I'm sorry if I was giving you too much grief about that. But yeah, to your point, like, um, I think starting a band is hard until it isn't. And and mm-hmm. for me, the very first band that I was starting was like, it was like everything in me. I was like, I just want to play music. I don't care what genre it is. I just want to play in a band. I want to play like be on stage. I want to do all this stuff. Yeah. And like, it took playing with a couple homies that like really didn't like have that drive to like mm-hmm. kind of find my way into you know joining a band and then everything after that was like you know because then you play a show and then people know you for being in that band and then it's like it's almost an expedited thing when you're like starting your next band like oh yeah let's do something you know when when it's your first thing i totally understand that it's like you know you don't have that resume behind you or you don't have those like um those pieces to to reference when you're you know trying to convince someone who maybe has already been in tons of projects but i feel like the older i've gotten and the more bands i've played in it's become so easy like my latest project it literally was like oh um i know like i literally just like made a group chat with everyone and it was like this is the band and everyone's like okay cool yeah. and then we just got you know straight off to it so right um, yeah for anyone listening who's like never been in a band before feels like it is hard depending if you're in california or oklahoma or wherever like it it is until it isn't so don't give up try to just go to as many shows make connections and once you join up with something the rest is gravy i think just jump fucking straight into it, bro. That's only that's the only way you'll learn. <laughs> um, so I want to talk about Act Like You Know Fest because you know originally <laughs> we met, uh, you know, when it was Promcore and you know a couple other things. Um, but what was wild is just like how awesome that festival was. But it was also it was like awesome. Yeah, Cell was the first. You know, you were mentioning how Cell on that mugshot tour was kind of the the in between two loaves of bread um yeah as far as and i reference this as day two scary band block as far as the <laughs> cell peeling flesh and snuff on site um which was right after endgame as well uh i'm i'm yeah. remembering that now so i i'm happy that you know we didn't have to follow all of that but like <laughs> i was like aaron that's so irresponsible to have these yeah. three bands just obliterate when- when he fuck well, so initially when we got put on act like you know, we were supposed to play Sunday, mm-hmm. but since we were all like gonna be there on Saturday anyways, and like you know, like some we we wouldn't want to drive all the way home and then drive all the way back. It's I mean it's not that long of a trek, but like it it's a f- almost two hour drive from where we all live. Right. So we were like, can we just like all fucking like play Saturday? And he was like, yeah, bro, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then when he sent me how it was going to go, and not to mention Soto and Joey were both filling in for Snuffed on site too. Right. They and he put all three, three sets back to back to back. <laughs> back to back. Like, and I was like, when he sent that to me, I was like, is that right? And he was like, yeah. I was like, <laughs> 
okay. <laughs> like, cool, you know, like, mm-hmm. I mean, the fucking place is probably going to be set on fire, but I mean, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> and it, it was fucking, it was great. It was really cool. Because, like, was no energy was people lost. had gas after snuffed. And it oh, still yeah, continued no. for the rest of the night. It was so strange. Yeah. And then even on Sunday, like, I, w- I mean, I came home on Sunday because I'm pretty sure I had to work, but like, even on Sunday, like, I saw that there was still, like, people fucking just beating the shit out of everyone at fucking, like, one in the afternoon, bro. Right. Like, that was crazy. Yeah. Y'all are still going. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was absolutely wild to see just so many people and having that fest just be, like, a destination place now for people that are, like, from literally all over the world. Like, I'm I'm a Canadian coming all the way down to Oklahoma yeah, just right. for that fest, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was uh I'm I'm really anticipating this next year cuz like I I kind of have an idea of like who I'm hoping he'll put as like the headliners for 2023 and you know, it I think it'd be cool if like we did the whole like back to back to back thing again. <laughs> but like please uh, another scary band yeah. block again. Yeah, Aaron. yeah. I'm I'm excited and I uh I watched because I'm subscribed to the Hate Five Six Patreon, yeah. So I I watched all of the sets and just wa- like watching them in order. So like watching our set and then watching Peelings and then Snuffs, like kids just kept getting more and more violent through every fucking one. Yeah. So it was it was cool. And I mean during during that shit, like I mean we, for me anyways, like I definitely encourage violence. <laughs> if you like start if you start like a fight or some shit, like we. Uh, when we played our homecoming show on the mugshot tour, there was a fight that broke out in like the second fucking song. Mm. And I was like, bro, like get the fuck out of here. Like if you're going to start shit on my, like our show, like I'm going to fuck you up myself, you know, like get the fuck out of here. Like not to mention, like this is like me and my friend's business too. Right. You know? So like you're ruining everyone else's time, including like the people who are making this happen. So like, it's probably best if you just get in your car and go the fuck home. Mm-hmm. But then again, I, I really didn't know the situation, but uh, yeah, I always encourage like violence. I'm, it's it's what we're like made for. I mean, I'm talking about like emotional shit lyrically, but like I want to watch kids beat the fuck out of each other. Like right. it's sick, you know what I mean? Right. We're fucking red dirt beat down, man. Right. Um. So let's kind of transition into some of the new music that will, because uh, we'll probably tie, try to drop this episode around the time that a single is either already out or on its way to be out. Um, mm-hmm. So um, you said it's a, a, a new EP um, that's coming down the pipe. Um, talk to me mm-hmm. about like, um, is it kind of this, is this release going to be some of the like similar stuff that you've written about or is it entirely different? Um. I mean, it's, it's kind of based around, so it's mainly based around like the next EP that we're putting out is, is based around the emotions that I felt whenever like my father passed away. Um, It's kind of just like a a head to head fucking uh, fight against like, you know, my depression and my anxiety and like all of those things I was feeling whenever that initial situation like happened. Mm. Um, lyrically, like, it's, like, really, really fucked up, uh, just because, like, there's songs where I talk about, like, you know, I mean, there's a line in one of the songs that I wrote that's, like, 
uh, feel the lift of the bridge like a flight leaving the ground and the water will execute like a brick to the skull. Mm. Like, it's just talking about, like, you know, I, I, I talk about, like, pretty, like, deep shit as far as, like, suicide and, like, you know, just sitting in my car at night and fucking, like, thinking about, like, you know, why the fuck did it have to be him? Like, especially based around, like, the last conversation we had with each other. I'm not trying to get, like, crazy deep about it. Yeah, yeah, but, um, you want yeah. it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's just really, like, based around that. It's pretty fucking, like, like, lyrically, like, I've let my grandma, like, read some of the lyrics because my grandma is, like, my, I'm always, like, what do you think of this? Mm-hmm. And she'll just, like, look up at me and be, like, are you okay? <laughs> like, what's wrong with you? And I'm, like, yeah, I'm fine now, but, like, mm-hmm. you know, I, this is, like, these are all written in a really, like, rough time. Like, Sadistic Sounds was kind of just, like, it had meaning behind it, but it was more like a, um, I wouldn't say like a concept album. It was just like feelings that I felt like from being like a kid and like going through some of the shit I went through in my childhood. Sure. And then this is me being, you know, a 22 year old adult and experiencing something that was like super, super fucking traumatic to like me, you know? So, um, yeah, like the, the single that we're putting out is, uh, that'll be, kind of like a ladder into what like I'll be talking about on that record, which I'm excited to see like what people say about it. And uh, I'm excited for people to hear not only what I'm fucking saying, but like what the music is too. Cause I mean, it's still fucking still heavy. You know what I mean? It's probably going to be like for me personally, aside from like Noel and tear, it's definitely one of like the heaviest tracks we're going to be putting out for sure. And I'm excited for it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I I think there must be like a I don't know I I don't know why people need to state that where it's like oh obviously it's heavy like like maybe maybe it's not like a typical like cannibal corpse kind of thing where it's just talking about like you know shooting blood out of your dick or whatever it is, you <laughs> right. know? but like right like it it is cool to see where you know like hearing cell you're hearing you know the the tone and the, the the musicianship of it but like you know once you actually dig into it it's like oh yeah like this is stuff that like it's like the subjects that hardcore can cover spans all genres which i think is really really cool definitely yeah i mean it's um i like talking to like kids whenever we've been on the road and even having kids like you know message our account and be like you guys are one of the fucking heaviest bands like ever that i've ever heard or whatever but like then they're like but like lyrically like i can like relate to like what you know he's saying because i don't Mm -hmm. know if they like know it's me like running the account right but like shit like that like that means the world to me because it's like i'm helping somebody get through something that they're going through right with something that i'm talking about that i went through Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like that's one of like the coolest things about like being a musician and like and putting music out and kids anticipating to like hear it and like learn the words and stuff and like you know even just even just like complimenting like you know saying like you guys are fucking so sick you guys are heavy like that means the world to us whenever we like talk to them you know so uh i just i like lyrically like even with like omen and other projects i've done like it's always been very like emotionally driven. It's never been just like me talking about like, you know, uh, like 
killing somebody or fucking like slamming fucking beers or fucking partying or whatever. Like it, it, like every lyric for every song that I've ever written has always had some sort of like connection to what I've been through and what I've witnessed growing up and like, you know, uh, feelings and, and being like driven by like anxiety and being fucking sad and, and shit like that. And like, but you listen to it and you probably think that I'm talking about like hurting other people or fucking this and that, but like, sure. it's, it's not based around that at all. Like it's like, I'm and more so like, I'm like talking about like, you know, hurting myself, you know, and like just stuff like that, which obviously I'm fine. Like I'm chilling, but like, I, it's just, I would rather like it be meaningful. Like when I like, when I finish lyrics for a song, I would rather it be meaningful to who I am as a person for me personally, rather than it just, you know, I'm just like writing lyrics that like rhyme to like make the song fucking like stick together. Totally. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's like people that look at bands or, or they're just trying to do like, you know, the the fuck you, like I have a chip on my shoulder, like that well runs dry very quickly. And, um, yeah. you know, I think when you are pulling from your own experiences or whatever, obviously there's going to be similarities to other bands or other people's things. But I think, I think if you're pulling from yourself, there's a uniqueness there that like, you know, that that will stand out um, and, and connect with people clearly. Yeah, definitely. And like, there there are like some songs that i've written that were like sorry i have to burp oh excuse me i was um, hoping that was going to be louder but uh <laughs> i dude i i honestly cannot burp that loud and it fucking frustrates You're me cuz like burper. i'm a quiet burper bro okay. like if if me and joe like we were driving just quick rundown me and joe were driving back home from the mugshot tour mm-hmm. and he literally can like do he does like slam vocals when he burps and and they're so fucking loud bro they're so fucking loud and it pisses me off because i'm like bro teach me like how do you fucking (laughs) do that like like being realistic bro like i just learned how to burp like a year or two ago (laughs) i like chugged a beer and i was like how how do i do this and i just pushed it out and i was like oh okay cool like now i know how um Fuck, what were we talking about? <laughs> we were talking about writing meaningful lyrics and then we had a oh, yeah, yeah. tangent. <laughs> um like there there have been songs that like I've written that have been based around like other people. Mm-hmm. So it's not always like about like what I'm feeling. Like it may be about somebody who, you know, like you brought up like how hardcore is kind of based around like a a fuck you like ideal sometimes like i've done that mm-hmm. like i've literally like made a song that was like a big fuck you to somebody but like a majority of the time like i mean i've i've got my close my close circle i've got my people that i uh that i love and i care about i never really have problems i mean i get into like bar fights sometimes and shit like that but like i'm not gonna go write a fucking song about it <laughs> that's a really bad trait that i have and i've been like chilling about it like I don't, I don't know. I don't want to like be that guy who like goes into bars and like somebody like is like raw. Like, dude, I've like had a guy like through a fucking, like when I fresh, like freshly was 21, mm-hmm. I was playing pool for money and this guy lost 
and he was like being shitty about it and he threw a fucking glass in my head and it like shattered bro and i like chased him to a car wash next door and like did what i had to fucking do but like <laughs> that's what i should fucking write a song <laughs> yeah i want to hear about the the ass gonna... beating behind the, <laughs> the car wash yeah. but um yeah just i don't i don't know uh I like I said I never really write too much about like other people but um me like when I'm listening to a song and I can like feel like their fucking anger about like something that's when I like connect with it the most or not even necessarily like their anger like their sadness or their hurt or their pain that they're going through like that's when I'm like yeah this is going in my playlist yeah you know yeah so. and i and i think the the fuel or the the drive of being able to like that someone pisses you off off of a, a take or or maybe if it's even outside of hardcore it's like you have a shitty boss or you know you witness something in like when you're out doing an errand you're like i can't believe that we as a society are are, are still struggling with this like whatever it is um yeah it's fine to start with like, you know, the, the fuck you direction. But I think if you like broaden it and you pull it back a little bit where you're talking more topically and about maybe a group of people or just like a breed of people, whatever it is, I think that's a better way versus like, I, you know, everyone's creative process is different. And I still, you know, yeah. there, th I, I think that writing a specific song that's like about that is you know doing that once in a while is totally fine but if you're trying to write a full ep or an album like you need to be able to like not have it so like oh who's this song about this time you know right right, right for sure yeah it's a i don't know it's a it's a wild thing um like when you're writing all this stuff um you know obviously i'm sure that you're going through different things especially talking about like a, a heavy subject of uh your 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 father but like did do you try to like emulate that on the recording or do you just kind of go into a zone just to sound as heavy and as pissed as as possible um D does that make sense what i'm asking yeah like if i like kind of like uh like give like the same emotion like vocally that i would like lyrically yes. when i'm like writing the lyrics mm -hmm. um yeah so the the first song that i wrote about that was null i don't know if you've heard that one it's like it it's if you listen to it like it's very like it, like vocally like i was like in the studio like i'm pretty sure when we recorded that song like i was drinking because i was just pretty bummed out about it but it brought out like a side of me like vocally when fucking Soto was recording it. Like there's like one part where like Tyke like yells a line. It's the line that like everyone knows self for now for the most part. Um, but Tyke does his line and then I come in with these fucking like just gut wrenching like gutter rolls. And like I had hit shit like that before, but this time like it was just so different mm -hmm. it like it hurt me when i was doing it and i kept fucking going so yeah i i i think that i when i'm like writing the lyrics like i have an idea of what i want them to like sound like when i like am doing the song itself right um but then i get there to like do the 
the vocals and I'm just fucking like, I'm putting like all of me into it. Right. We put, we put all of us, like each of us put a piece of us into every song that we do. And like, it's not just like, Hey, like let's track drums. Like, and then we'll do guitars and do this. Like we fucking sit there and like go over it and over it and over it. And like, we'll re retrack, retrack, retrack until like, you know, Tyke's fucking hand is like, he can't fucking play guitar or <laughs> Joey Joey's like fucking you know what I mean like his fingers hurt from like redoing the drums or like you know what I mean like I'm outside like coughing up fucking like phlegm from like just trying to like do so much and like I think that's what makes it cool about the the process of like so and like I'm not trying to be like like extra or anything like that when I say that but like when I say that we all put a piece of us into every song we do, like I, I stand behind that like 120%, bro. Totally. Totally. So, um, it's funny because even when I first heard Omen, I think it was at snow and flurry. When I saw you guys, mm-hmm. I was like, this dude's vocals is like, fuck. And I think it's <laughs> yeah. only gone better, obviously. And I think you're a very Thank talented, you. uh, vocalist. Um, Thank you. Has there been any things that, uh, whether it's prep or, you know, uh, aftercare or like any of that, that you've changed over the years, um, that that's not like you have to give away your secrets. Uh, but I'm, I'm just kind of curious of like how much of it as a, cause th- it, this is something that I'm just currently in the mix of where it's like, um, I've only done like backup vocals for bands and it's it's strange because for me sometimes i'm like when i'm trying to practice it it feels off but when i do it in the moment it's exactly how i want it to be but like right as soon as i'm like in a in a booth i feel like i'm burning out my voice so so quick so yeah this is more of a selfish question if you have any advice <laughs> for someone like me um you know as as a as a general vocalist standpoint because you know like the music I, I play outside of maybe a mission of guilt is not as like brutal and heavy as, as uh, what you're doing, but yeah. Any, right. any tips for a, a novice like me? I've always just done like the same thing, bro. And like, it's kind of like an, it's, it's definitely unhealthy. Like it's not good for me, <laughs> but um, obviously like I, I smoke cigs and like, for some reason, like it helps like my throat feel a little bit more um, like, uh it makes my like it makes it feel a little bit easier to hit some of the the lows and shit that i that i try to do Mm. um i also like to drink beer when we play because i feel like the carbonation like helps me which is probably not fucking true at all i'm probably (laughs) just a little i'm probably just buzzed and just like (laughs) fucking think it's fucking helping yeah. me out but you're like uh, anakin from phantom menace like it's working <laughs> when you yeah. Have beer. <laughs> yeah. um yeah i mean i i i don't i drink water when we play but like i i need to drink more i know that that's like it's a bad like habit that i have is like not drinking enough water when we're performing right um i whenever like we're recording with soto and stuff uh his wife will make coffee or tea or something like that. And so like, I, I always do that when we record, but for the most part, man, I mean, I've, I've always stuck to the same fucking tactics, bro. Just cigs, beer and water. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's the three, the three fucking ways of Skylar's vocals, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, 
I, I guess I, I was like, there's no way it's just like just all raw dog material, but you know, it, it <laughs> no. sounds like it's, it's, uh, you know, it's not like, oh, I drink this specialty at this time and I use <laughs> this kind of honey and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I wish I could say that it was like, I had like a better like method, but I just, I don't know. I've always just stuck to the same shit and like, I've, I feel like my voice is like just so adjusted to like what I do anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, that it, it's just, if I stick to the same thing, like it, it will, it'll sound the same, but I can still like compared to like when I was in Omen versus like, Cell, like I hit, I feel like my vocals are a lot like lower for than what they like used to be. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just came with like getting a little bit older and like my voice kind of like changing a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm, I don't know. I've, I want to learn like better. I used to like sing the Grinch like really <laughs> low to like really high, but I, I did that for maybe like a couple of months and then I just stopped. I don't know why. Right. I just felt like it, it didn't help me. Yeah. I do have a question though. Um, I have to, I need to charge my phone. Is it okay if I don't use the headphones while yeah. it charges? Yeah. Is that cool? You can okay. switch it over. I just wanted to double check and make sure. No, I, I, I understand the struggle of, you know, doing the podcast in your car and, you know, the, the phone juice yeah. running it's, low. This is like my safe, my safe place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh. It's always funny. Like it's been a while since we've had someone do the pod from their car. That feels like very season one esque. But here we are at season three, and we still rock it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, who? Okay, out of all the bands you've ever played with, whatever whatever band that that you were were in at the time, three vocalists and front people that you feel were inspiring to you and in, in your you know to where you are now oh shit <laughs> um well just uh i mean first and foremost definitely fucking storm the old vocalist for the last 10 he was one of the ones that like when i like heard that band like they were something that like caught my attention like really fast because of how like aggressive and like heavy they were Mm -hmm. and his vocal style i was like i want to sound like that and i was like fucking 13 or 14 when i first heard them (laughs) so then like i just started like training my like i would like be in like my mom's car and like be fucking doing vocals and like you know when i was living with my grandma i'd get in her car at night and fucking practice my vocals with my headphones in and stuff um your grandma's just gone through everything with you when it comes to hard oh dude she's <laughs> she's my number one bro she's yeah. my day one um so i i'd have to say storm um i used to really like uh landon from the pot in you i liked his vocals way back in the day I don't really listen to them much now, but he he was one that was inspiring to me back when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And um fuck, dude. I guess maybe Alex from Black Tongue. I think he's he's pretty fucking good. He's gnarly behind mm-hmm. the mic. I I don't really like I've listened to them, but like they're not like one of like the bigger known bands and like my liking but they are heavy and i i appreciate like what they do but 
yeah i would i would say those three mm-hmm. no those are that that's uh a, a hefty trio and like mm-hmm. um you know storm uh with last uh 10 seconds of life like you know the fact that y'all are going on tour with them in a matter of uh, a month or so is uh is that i'm sure that's a very full circle for you dude it was uh yeah when we got that offer uh because initially like tyler their new vocalist um he plays in another another band called promise breaker okay and and we had played with them on i believe it was with born anew Mm -hmm. i think i think it was the born anew tour and him and i kind of like became like initial friends through that and then he got this spot in the last 10 and i was like damn that's fucking crazy and then we got hit up to do that tour and i was fucking like freaking out bro because like they're one of those bands that like i just fucking like were very like influential to like what i like as far as like heavy music from when i was younger mm-hmm. and so like it like being a thing now and it it was just fucking it was unreal to get that offer whenever we did mm-hmm. so yeah i definitely came around full circle i remember like looking at my phone and travis was like texting me about it and he was like hey i got a question and i was like yo what's up and he was like you want to go on tour with the last 10 seconds of life and i just like dropped my fucking phone and like leaned back i was like what the fuck dude and like not like i'm if i if i'm correct like i think wyatt and tyler both had asked for us to be on that tour wow and wyatt's like their og guitarist so like that was fucking i was like god damn bro like what the fuck (laughs) yeah this is crazy yeah no but you know i think i think this whole story that we've been talking about as far as you know cell starting as a side project and you know it's some sometimes you feel like no it has to be this thing but i also am a firm believer of um when something's going really well and you know things are starting to pop up like giving that your attention and also like changing you know not like your mind but just changing the uh the outlook on things is uh is is a good move because it puts people in the situations that you're in where you know you can go out and do some tours and then you get to tour with one of like the bands that like influence you to do vocals i think that's super sick yeah yeah it's it's cool because like i feel like us as like a group we have all and it it was just crazy to me like how it like all kind of like came together as far as like you know the members being in cell like because i've known like joey and tyke and soto for fucking years mm-hmm. me and soto like always talked about like doing fucking like side projects it never really happened and like you know he filled in for omen a few times here and there and like i always wanted to like be in a band with him and then uh you know we had this opportunity and then going back to like tyke and joe like i've known them since we were all like really young and like then you know me coming to them and being like, Hey, do you guys want to do this? And they were like, yeah. And then just us like seeing like what cell is progressing to be like and getting to experience that together and watching, you know, peeling fucking like get their love and like everything that they're getting too. like, it's just, it's cool, man. Cause like, I feel like we've all worked really hard to get like where we are now and it's only going to keep fucking going up. And like, it's, it's badass to see like, you know, we all are at the same table, like eating. 
type shit. Like we all have food on our plates and like, that's, that's what I'm very appreciative of. And like, you know, even like uh, bringing Austin and Matt into the picture, like Matt, he filled in for one tour and then like he did this one with us. And I was like, bro, like you may as well fucking join. You know what I mean? Like why you, you come up, you play, you fucking do tours. Like he's a fucking riff God. I mean, he fucking, that man can play guitar. And then Austin, like Austin's just like got all of his like fucking hair flying everywhere when we play. Like, he's a he's a great fucking bassist he's a good guy it's it's just cool to like see all of us like conjoin and like watch it like blossom into what it, it's becoming you know what i mean totally. so yeah definitely appreciative of uh like all the love that we've gotten since we started and to now for sure yeah i i'm a firm believer if you know when you have you know, your crew and your homies, like, you know, and maybe your band's getting a little bit more love than the other. Like, I think it's important to make sure that, you know, when it it's appropriate and when it makes sense to, you know, you know, you know, have some spillover if possible and like to shout out yeah, those yeah. bands, you know, take those bands on tour. Um, I think it's very easy for bands um, once they like catch a little bit of a wave and they just like kind of like totally fly away and uh, from their scene or, you know, whatever they have going on. And I, I respect the hell of the bands that are, you know, um, really riding for their hometown and, you know, their homies and, and doing all of that. So, yeah, even even on like every every show we play out of state, bro, I always shout out 405, you know, because mm -hmm. I mean? I'm never like I'm never not going to fucking like show love to like where i where i'm from and where we're from you know right. what i mean like they it was it like all of the music that we've done was born here and it's it'll fucking die here when it does die you know what i mean right. so yeah yeah so um so is the single that y'all are dropping uh at the end of february um the the name of that because i saw like the little teaser is that the name of the track i just don't want to like drop it before it's like public knowledge yeah 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 yeah. that's that's the name of it okay so bleed all i've known um will be dropping on the 28th of february and then you know the the whole ep will come out a little bit later um before we start to wrap up skylar like what's the one thing that you hope of you know fans of your band take away from this next release um you i guess like you're not you know if you like read into it like lyrically like and you're going through like something similar like you're you're not the only one feeling that way so never like feel like you're by yourself in a situation like that um obviously like i hope everybody thinks it's fucking like brutal as fuck and <laughs> of course they they want you know it because what i'm hoping for with the single is like we put it out and it makes everyone, you know, it's like a taste of what we're about to fucking like drop on everyone. And so it's going to anticipate them like wanting more and more, you know what I mean? Cause once we do the single, we'll do the EP and then along with the EP, I'm sure we'll probably put out another single with a video. And then from there on out, we'll probably do more touring and then start fucking busting us on the full lengths, which is going to probably be like our little hiatus time. I mean, I'm sure we'll like travel and do things here and there, but like we will probably ride out on the, on the next release for a little while until we start like getting prepped to, to record the, the LP first LP, which will be fucking sick. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm very excited for that and, and very excited for the new music. Um, Skyler, you know, as well as anyone, the very last question I ask every guest before we wrap up is a favorite Mosh-related story to tell. Um, I, I'm not 100% sure of what you shared last time, but yeah, anything that's off the top of your head, Moshing-wise. Um, uh, damn it, dude. I, thought, <laughs> I, remember, I remember hating this question the last time you asked me to. No, I hating it, but I was like, fuck, I can't think of anything. Right. Um I guess like during this is just the first thing that's coming to my head because I'm still kind of like writing out the tour memories. Mm -hmm. Uh on the mugshot tour, we were playing in Lakewood, Ohio, and a guy did an army crawl across the stage and then front flipped into the crowd. Oh. I, and he like fucking like took down like three or four people with him. It was funny as fuck. Like in the video that uh, Michael from Mugshot got, like you could just see me turn and I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> it was crazy. But, it was fully I'm, horizontal and then went full vertical. Oh, dude, he fucking he crawled there. So there's like a there was a ramp on the side. We played the uh, the Foundry Club. Okay. And there's like there's a ramp on the side which you like load the gear from there onto the stage sure. he crawled up that the whole fucking way came across the stage and i like backed up and then he lifted up knocked tyke tyke's mic over and then front flipped into the fucking crowd damn and just was like fucking like just mutilating these fucking kids <laughs> like i mean just like beating the shit out of them i was like that's cool that is very i'm cool. sure dude i'm sure i have like i mean like me and Colton, bro, like being at like going to fest and stuff together, like us moshing together. I've got plenty of stories of that, but yeah, like yeah. that almost warrants its own podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, Colton just a show Skyler. of like two dynamic duos coming together just to retell mosh stories. <laughs> yeah, bro, L man, every every fucking LDB, every prom core, now act like you know. There, I don't know if you saw it, but there's like a. There's like a of the body box set from that fest. Mm -hmm. And there's a part where like they do like a, a drop and I literally just like fly across the room. You can see me just come out of nowhere. And I like I stalk down like like seven or eight people and just like walk back across and just kept fucking moshing. But I was also like again hammered. That's probably <laughs> my talk trick. My toxic trade is drinking too much fucking PBR because they're like two dollars a piece, bro. Dude, <laughs> I mean, it's out of any weakness that you could have, two dollar PBR is, you know, I think is, you know, you could you could live with that at the very least. It's a luxury and it's painful. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth. Um, so Skylar, obviously, all your stuff, all the sell stuff, and any other uh, links associated with you will be in the YouTube description in the show notes. Uh, anything you want to plug, anything you want to shout out, or anything you want to end on? Uh. Shout out El Kiki's booking. Shout out Michael Soto. Shout out Austin, Joe, Tyke. Uh, shout out Mugshot, No Cure. Shout out Mouth War. Shout out Sledge, Agony, and Bastion. Um, shout out PBR. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Specifically uh, $2 PBR. Yep. Shout out Ozarka Water. Um... Shout out Marlboro Reds and Elf Bars. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
yeah man i think i think that's it for me yeah, yeah. i think we've shouted out everything in your world so. <laughs> yeah. um skylar great to chat with you once again always happy to have you back on the show and very excited for, for what's on on the horizon for cell and uh, all your musical ventures oh yeah. Uh, yeah thank you man thank you for having me